Why should you visit TheChairShot.com? TheChairShot.com is your home for hard-hitting reviews, news, opinion, and analysis with attitude. Why? Because you're smarter than the average fan. TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. It's past your down. You straight punk bitch! I mean, you're just gonna replace me. Shut up! Random Morales, the biggest slut in the Western Hemisphere! Why do I have to have a buzzer? You are now and will forever be an asshole. Because it's my show. And I love you, Greg. You guys know how to party. You're welcome. I'm amazed by the number of elements of that opening are people who are no longer with WWE. And like not right. even the current batch of releases that we'll talk about, but just like if right, well right. one of them is in part of the current batch of releases anyway, but yeah, and right. and and hers didn't even come from WWE, it came from her time in Impact, but still like it's just crazy like you got Damian Sandow, you got Scarlett Bordeaux, technically what The Rock, like you've got, you know, yeah, it, yep. it's all the Beastie Boys, they were they were they're released. no longer with the I heard, yes. I, I heard they I heard they were released uh yesterday. Yes, yeah, you know, there's the whole CFO controversy. I get it. Not the uh, financial CFO controversy, but the group that does the music or did the music. Right. Depending on what you believe. Uh, For WWE. We're gonna talk about that because we have to. We're gonna talk about the releases. It's funny because we didn't do a show last week because sometimes when you work somewhere that gets audited. And you have an internal audit, and it's the first one since you started working there. Things get 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 uh, get going kind of crazy, so that's why we didn't have. And I wanted to have a show last week. I always want to have a show the week before I have a wrestling event, so I can promote that. But that's okay. This is true. It didn't hurt us. So we we did the the releases two weeks ago, and here we are again having to talk about releases. We're going to talk about that, maybe not as in depth because I don't know. The names have changed, but like the story remains the same, in my opinion. We'll get there. We will also talk right. some Survivor Series, and we got a little bit of a three-minute warning that kind of maybe jumps over into the no-one-gets-out-alive territory for somebody in their opinion <laughs> on a, a matter of pro wrestling, so we'll get there. But before we do, you need to know that this here is The Greg DeMarco Show, part of the Chairshot Radio Network, which is, of course, part of the good old... Chairshot.com. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I, you don't have that soundbite, do you, Patrick O'Dowd? Yeah, I do. You just never play it. That's all. I, I, I use it. I do use it. For, I used it on this week's, this Tuesday's Hockey Talk. Oh, okay. I'll check it out. It's the it's the last thing you hear at the end of the podcast. Well, that I doesn't play it count. As the, 
But I still say like the chairshot.com oh, yeah, and then I sure. play it and that's it. There you go. Like I, I put over the I put over the product and then I played it's Christopher Platt. I've got Chris the Christopher Platt one. Thechairshot.com. Always use your head. I mean the other one is just his girlfriend. So it's it's yes. oh, yes, fiance now. I don't even know, but whatever. Mother of his soon to be kid. So yeah. Worst kept secret in all of podcasting. So anyway. We're talking about the we show. We held off three weeks. Three I know, weeks. right? Did, we didn't were. make it very long at all. But this is the Greg DeMarco Show. We are on the ChairShot Radio Network, ChairShot.com. We talked about that at ChairShot Media on all of your forms of social media. This show also streams on iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, Google Podcasts, and so many more of your favorite podcasting platforms. So like, subscribe, leave us that five-star review. Be a friend. Tell a friend. Even if you don't like it, tell a friend anyway so they can decide if they don't like it on their own. Let people make their own decisions. You don't get to make them for them. My name is Greg DeMarco. Follow me on all of your forms of social media at ShareShot. Greg, the other voice that you have heard is that of the Wrestling Realist. You can follow him on the Twitter at Wrestling Realist. Everybody knows how to spell it. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G. R-E-A-L-I-S-T, because there's no I in wrestling, but there is one in realist, and there is one in Patrick for the wrestling realist, Patrick O'Dowd. There is also no Miranda Morales this week. She will be back next week. She is actually in the midst of a big move, and so that's why she is not on the podcast today. She will be back next week. We do have a special edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show coming for those of you who are local in the state of Arizona because – and she was actually concerned about this, about not podcasting this week and wanted to try to find a different day to do it, but I couldn't do it on Sunday, nor would I have after the wrestling show. But the post-IZW editions of the Hashtag Miranda Show are – numbers-wise, they, they seem to do the same, but – Conversation-wise, they get a lot of play. I think it's because uh, she she plays more of the straight and narrow, and I go more with the insider stuff. And I think people like to feel like they're a part of that and get that information. So um, fret not, fear not. Next week's edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show will be the post-IZW edition. We kind of thought it was okay. There's a holiday, a long holiday weekend. Time kind of stands still when that happens anyway. So don't worry. Next week will be that edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show where we'll break down all things IZW fully legal, which took place. And if you are local, you are involved and you're listening, I will go ahead and take this opportunity to say thank you for everybody who came out. We we have a bigger building that we secured this time around and and you guys made us look smart in doing that. Had our, our largest number of people that we've ever had at an IZW event. So that was great. Uh, everybody was happy. Sponsors were happy. Food vendor was happy. Brand new sponsor who just came on board this time around, who's a sports memorabilia guy. He was very happy with how his stuff did. Everybody, talent, everybody's happy. Just a great time all around. So very few squabbles. Is squabble even a word? Very few squabbles with the show. Is now and and super happy with that. So thank you to all who were involved with IZW Fully Legal as we celebrated 21 years of IZW. If you've seen the highlight video that we put out on social media, you know that I ended the evening with a stone cold bath of two Diet Pepsis, 
while the Navajo warrior ended the evening with a stone cold bath of two Coke zeros. So there you go. You want to run a successful wrestling promotion. That is, that is, that is the, that is the most old man bath that you can like ever describe. I mean, between the I, two of us, they're 94 years as, of age. As, so yeah. As, as a diabetic, I respect the Coke zero, deci- the Coke zero, zero decision. Well, well played. Oh, that's what he drinks. Top. And I drink diet Pepsi. And so that's what we had. Oh. So yeah, I can't. I can't. I I just here's here's the thing. I gave up soda entirely when when the change happened. Right. I was like I can't do it. I just can't do it. Now I when I started the CrossFit a year and a half ago, and I kind of went ran down what I was eating with the guy who was at the time the owner. He's no longer there because uh, he sold it. We were going down the stuff that I needed to change, and he was like, "Cut out this. Do this. Skip this." And he was like, "What do you drink?" I was like, "I drink water. Drink diet Pepsi." And he goes. Well, everything else are changing. Go ahead and keep the Diet Pepsi for now. Three months later, he's not there anymore, so I'm still drinking the Diet Pepsi. So that's just <laughs> the way it goes. That's like the the one thing that kind of gets me through sometimes. So that's what that's what we do. But those are all of the things that I wanted to say. All the thank yous that I wanted to say. Go follow if you're not if you haven't seen the video I'm talking about. Hit up at IZW Wrestling AZ on your social media. Check out those videos. It's also up on the YouTube for ICW, which you can find the links for that all over our social media as well. We'll be updating the website shortly, but lots of fun had by all. So big thank you to everybody who was a part of that. And the next one, if you're wondering, February 26, 2022, back at the Scottsdale Studios, thankfully, ICW Monster 2022. It's a yearly thing now. It's kind of our WrestleMania, but not really. It's, it's like if the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania had an independent wrestling baby, that's what Monster is, and and we we uh, I'm so excited. I've already kind of put everything together, and I feel really good about where we're at and what we're doing, and the new talent that we've brought in, and the things that we're doing to differentiate ourselves. Because it's hard, Patrick O'Dowd. One of the things I've learned is that it's really hard to differentiate yourself locally when there's two to three other local promotions, and you have some overlap in talent, and yeah. and and you have a promoter who. As soon as you announce somebody, they announce the same somebody. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, and then when talent confirms for you, oh yeah, he booked me after you announced me. That's fun too. Yeah, but well, you know, at, but at I, least I, you know, at least you know you you're the trendsetter. Like you're oh, you're yeah. not the one playing catch up. Well, obviously they're they're right? all trying to catch us. I mean, the, the, the said company draws like forty people a show. So whatever. It's I there get frustrated go. over them, and then I hold an event and realize. I have no reason to get frustrated because they, they are inconsequential to what we're doing. And I need to remember That's that. Right. Anyway, They're like the enough flies to you. about that. We're going to talk about some great stuff here. But before we do, I mean, I guess I should keep with the, the, the history. I guess I should keep with, with the format and, 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 and do that whole wind it up thing that, that, that yeah, Marino always go, wants great, me to do. Go ahead, go ahead and wind it up. You're gonna to need to practice and do that better when we do the hashtag Miranda. No, show I'm, together. I, no, I'm not. I'm not Miranda. Like when I make you open the hashtag Miranda show and and then tell you, no, no, no you gotta do it like this. No, no, you gotta do it like this. The, like it's gonna be real fun. The real, the realist doesn't doesn't do the Miranda. Like I'm the realist. I'm also not an exciting human being. Like let's let's be real. You've been around my high energy, and it's not very high energy. It is not. No, no, you're right. You're right about that. 100%. You want high energy, get high voltage. 
Ooh, high voltage. Remember when, every, when high voltage first debuted and everybody thought like one of them was Rick Steiner. Raging chaos. Right? But everyone thought like one of them, like one of them looked like Rick Steiner. And some people thought yeah. like all of a sudden Rick Steiner had been. Except, except 20 years younger. Right? <laughs> people thought they were going to be major stars. No, no one thought they were major stars. No one whatsoever thought they were going to be major stars. Me. Patrick O'Dowd, high energy. Still one of the greatest things I've ever made. Like, really. Like, the, the, I mean, the work that went into it, that, you have no idea. And you should be proud of it because it has transcended this podcast. Oh, it yeah. has appeared on, like, my podcast. That's because I gave it to uh, weeks ago. Yeah, I know. Well, that was, you know Months ago, for that. actually. Yeah, it's been a while. It's, it's shown oh, up yeah. a couple times. As it should. On, on Bandwagon Nerds. As it should. Doesn't always oh, get played all the way through today. It got played all the way through. Yeah, I got the full treat. Acknowledge me. But head on down to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. You know what's available there. Lots of great t-shirts and merchandise from the chairshot.com, like the bandwagon nerd shirt that Patrick O'Dowd is sporting. Right now, we've got the logo shirts, we've got the slogan shirts, we've got shirts for the podcasts, shirts for the personalities. Everything you could possibly want. We got funny things like the hashtag journalism and Jesus did the job. So many more, just great chair shot designs as well. So head on over, pick one up. They make great gifts for the holidays for any wrestling fan on your list. Plus, you'd feel comfortable wearing it out and about, and it could be a conversation starter, and who knows who you're going to meet and what they might know. Occasionally, somebody will post a picture, and I'll like see them wearing one, and I just, I still like. Kind of get all giddy and excited whenever I whenever I see one. So prowrestlingtees.com forward slash the chair shot. It just started up the day that we're recording today, which is Tuesday. The big sale, the Black Friday sale, promo code, nothing. You don't need a promo code for the Black Friday sale. Um, I know on Bandwagon Nerds, you guys talked about there'll probably be a code. How wrong you were. There is no code. Everything's already discounted. They have multiple different wow. discounts on the sites right now, depending on what you're getting. Minimum 20% discount and then lots of other crazy discounts from there. The Black Friday sale over at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those today. It's ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Hey folks, PC Tony here. Thanks to our new partnership with Angry Lemonade, you can save 10% on physical products and digital commissions using the promo code CHAIRSHOT. Head to angrylemonade.net to check out their amazing catalog of products and services. Use the promo code CHAIRSHOT to save 10%. That's angrylemonade.net. You know, we were talking about before the break there, the, the, the promo code or the not need of a promo code for the Black Friday sale at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Remember how excited you and I would get waiting for the ROHWrestling.com Black Friday sale so we could buy oh, yeah. a lot of DVDs. Those those were the days. God, the world I has changed have, so much. The cases the cases are right around the corner over here. Just around the corner. Yeah, they're really anybody, like right around the anybody who suffered through the middle school school puberty video hears the phrase just around the corner and cringes. So that's uh, I mean, okay, just 
just yes. for referring to the amount of money that we sank into the ROH video <laughs> library from, you know, 2007 to like whatever. Even before was. that, even yeah. we, we were getting it, DVDs before oh five. we even went yeah. to one. Yeah. So, right. <sighs> the uh, Those were the days. Three, we will. Three we, for the price of four, four for the price of six. Yeah. Right. No, I, you're backwards, but it's okay. Three for the price of four is a ripoff. Four for the price well, of three I mean, was, is a deal. I feel like it. Is, I feel like it is at this point. I'm tired, man. Okay, come on. Are you working it's tomorrow? Been a long day already. Yes, you are working. I wasn't sure if you had to work tomorrow because I, when uh, I heard the all night long portion of the opening of the show, it reminded me of times uh, where you're like, "I'm off tomorrow. We can podcast forever." I have to work tomorrow as well. I'm the only one in the house who has to work tomorrow. The kids are now, both are you off working, from school. Are you, are you working Black Friday? No. No, no, See, now, I, I am also working on Black Friday. Well, that sucks to be you, doesn't it? That's because that's no, the, the powers that be looked at you, Patrick O'Dowd, and said, Black Friday, are you going to work Black Friday? Acknowledge me. And you had to acknowledge them. I, I, vol- I volunteered because there's nobody, at, there's nobody at the office. It's the best. Oh, you're that guy. I do. I love it. It's so quiet. There's really nothing wrong with that, honestly. That that's that's a good. Thing. No, nobody's get, nobody's gonna call me asking for things. It's it's great. I love it. Anyway, we should talk some wrestling, dude. Because that guy who complains about how we don't talk about wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, poor name, Kyle. Let's talk about some pro wrestling. So, first thing we're talking about is the old releases. Now, man, I it, it's it's so as you know, this past week there were more releases by WWE. It's funny because two weeks ago when I look at the rundown. I had a major heading of November 21 WWE releases, and here we are again talking about November 2021 WWE releases for the second time in that same month and year, as WWE did release a smaller group of talent this time, but talent nonetheless, the biggest names of the bunch. It's funny, John Morrison isn't even the reason that everyone's upset about these releases. It's Hit Row. Yep. Hit Row being released. People care more about Hit Row being released. I feel like the reaction to Hit Row being released was more visceral than the reaction to Keith Lee being released. I'm probably wrong about that, but no, well, I no, because I pulled up because I was just trying to remember because I I could remember that like Drake Maverick got released. I could remember John Morrison got released. Yeah, I remembered it. Like I was trying to get the full list of of all eight and. All of these articles to reinforce that the WWE is the evil empire and terrible and horrible to all these people, then likes to go into the Twitterverse and like posts. Oh, yeah. Tweets about it. And like the first one up there is Hit Row fits the literal definition of sports entertainment. A shame for talented individuals get released because the middle aged white folks in creative and management have no concept of rap and wrestling going together. That has that nothing is a to do with it. Garbage take, by yeah. the way. There's nothing garbage to do with it. take. And, 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 and so it's it, they got released again. Okay, now right. we got a lot of different directions we can go, and we haven't talked about the directions we're going to go. Here's a direction I want to start with. And and sometimes we talk about the reactions, and I feel like that's what we're doing today because there's not much else we can say about the releases. Because right. like I said at the beginning of the show, the story remains the same. The names have just changed, and not changed to protect right. the innocent. They're just different people. All for the same reasons. I can't present to you different reasons than I explained to you two weeks ago. Go back and listen two weeks ago. I told you why this shit happens. It has nothing to do with the reasons that people think. Right. Everyone is mad about the about these two words. There are two words 
dealing with these releases that seems to piss off the internet wrestling community more than anyone else. And you just air quoted and mouthed them, and you're 100% right, Patrick O'Dowd. The two words are budget cuts. Because, Patrick O'Dowd, apparently, a heavily profitable organization cannot make budget cuts. Apparently, there's a rule somewhere that says if you are heavily profitable, you cannot make budget cuts. That is an excuse. And and what I say to that is those people who were claiming that a heavily profitable organization cannot cut people due to budget cuts have never had to run a heavily profitable organization. Because there are two reasons, and two reasons alone, why WWE is so profitable. Maybe three reasons, okay? I'm willing to say the television deals are part of that reason. But the television deals also cover costs that are associated with running live television. So there are two major reasons why. I'll say the TV deals are a secondary reason. But there are two major reasons why, major factors that if they didn't exist... WWE would not be reporting record-level profits. Those two reasons are running two events per year in the kingdom of Saudi Arabia and budget cuts. That's why this company is mega ultra profitable right now. It's not because they return to live events because there's a cost associated with that. And yeah, they're selling just fine and, and people are getting out there and it's still a challenge in certain areas of the country. I get it. But... Budget cuts are a reason they're so profitable. And so these people, and I get it, these people who are claiming that WWE is so evil and horrible for claiming budget cuts, they've just never had to make those decisions before. They've just never been in that position in their in their jobs before. And if they are, then they're lying when they tell you that they're mad about it being budget cuts. And they're just using that to justify a phrase that I love so much, Patrick O'Dowd, their shitty narrative about WWE. It ain't perfect. I'm not here to tell you it's perfect, but budget cuts are absolutely the reason why all this talent's being cut. Right. And and, I mean, you hit it on the head when you talk about profitable corporations anywhere, profitable entities anywhere. They're always cutting, you know, they're getting rid of overhead. They're getting rid of stuff that's, that's, not going to make the company money and be efficient. And I guess I, outside of maybe hit row sort of getting over to start, you know, at the start of their careers, like you can't tell me that there's anybody else out of that list that is a surefire. This, this is money for us as a company over, over the long haul. And that's what they're looking at. And you know, the other part of this is if you look at this list of folks, uh, who John Morrison's wife got cut, you know, even at, even at Hit Row, part of Hit Row was cut before the rest of Hit Row was cut. So this should be surprised. Drake Maverick guilted people back into a job. And, and hey, he did nothing wrong with the time that was given to him. But People are talking about this video he made as if it was some indictment on the WWE that people are running scared that they're going to get cut at any minute. No, he fucking knew that they didn't see a direction for him. He knew, like, he saw the writing on the wall. So he did what he's done so well. He's making the best out of it. 
even if it's a video that's like, I don't need the WWE. Like, good on him for right. making that video. But it's not because he was scared he was going to lose his job. He's known for a while he was going to lose his job. Yeah. That video is very well produced. So there's no way that he's like suddenly surprised. Like, none of this talent of course not. that I'm looking at should be overly surprised. No, none at all. No, none whatsoever. And just no one should be surprised by a WWE release. There are very few people that should be surprised by a WWE release because there are very few people that they can't live without. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about these releases. Like, again, I, I, I agree with everyone. Hit Row is a can't-miss prospect. Hit Row is an act that could eventually draw money for WWE. But they have a luxury of talent right now. If there was a luxury tax in WWE like there is in baseball and or basketball, I don't know. I don't follow them closely enough. But they'd be paying it because they have so much amazing talent. Because I I made this point on, on social media after the releases happened because everybody loves to say talk about you could make uh you could make three companies out of the talent that they released and you could i could sit here and and podcasts have done drafts with the talent that's been released from wwe and it's entertaining it's fine okay you could make a hell of a company you could make three hell of a companies with the talent they've released and that's understandable okay i could make a hell of a better one with the talent they've kept like right. that's just the way it is my my first question with these drafts is who's your draw? Who's the butt in the seat person? Right. There isn't one. Because here, okay. God love them. All right. Badlands being backed. They did a draft and they drafted out of everybody that's been released and immediately inserted a rule you could draft one person currently still on the roster. Then no. You, you right? already lost. Like, yeah. I, like, sorry, like, Badlands. Like, no offense, but like one of them drafted Sasha Banks. Like, who's a draw? And and every time we do drafts, I'm drafting, you know, a Roman Reigns or Randy Orton or whatever. So are you, because they're right. draws. They're proven commodities. And that's what WWE is doing. They're cutting Hit Row. They're cutting a surefire act in Hit Row who could main event in five years because they have people on the roster who are main eventing now and can still main event in five years. That's right. that's yeah, the that problem. Gonna, that was going to be my other point is that because the argument that comes back on the who's the headliner is like, well, they don't get a chance to develop and become the headliner. It's because they There's already no have those people. Like, like Xavier Woods is running with the highest, you know, like, like, I'm sorry, Xavier Woods is running with what, where hit row would be yeah. in 10, 10 years. Like Kobe Kingston, who's still alive. Right. It's still going, even though he's, you know, a million years old. Um, Fucking, I hate him, but Matt Riddle. Like they've made, they've hit, they've hitched their wagons behind the people that you want Hit Row to be. And look at what Riddle did last night, we're credits on Tuesday, on Raw. Like, because he's working a singles match. Yeah, he's doing the Randy Orton stuff to be funny or whatever. So over. Like, you yeah. could, if he were to win the Royal Rumble, I wouldn't be surprised. And challenge Roman Reigns because Biggie's a babyface, right? He, you could make him a mega star at WrestleMania 38. You could, if he were the one to unseat Roman Reigns, like like yeah. him or not. Because again, 
you know, people like certain people, whatever. Like, like he's, he, he's a star and he's over yeah. and he's better for them than hit row. He's better for them than carrying cross and Keith Lee, who they released before and, and all of that. And, and, and so I understand where people are coming from, but you just got to look at the reasons why. Yes, these people could do that, but they just, it's just like Triple H created something great in NXT, but they didn't need that. Well, and even to, and even to push it to NXT, you can see who they're hitching their wagon behind in NXT to actually do that and jump up to the main roster and get their shot at the main. Like, let's talk about Braun Breaker. Like, oh, yeah. Obviously, he's gonna be the guy. He is. Like, he's yeah. the guy. He's he's like, gonna be in five years yeah. when he's twenty nine years old. He's going to be a, a big time star for them, and possibly, you know, headlining a WrestleMania. We're talking about what, right. WrestleMania forty three at that point, right? Right. And then he can have a ten year run at the top. And the funny thing is, is people love him. Yeah. Now and they the, love him the, now. Yeah, they love him now. And the criticism when the criticism is, why aren't you calling him a Steiner? Like that that tells you all you need to know about the nits to pick when it comes to the WWE. Like we're gonna find yeah. a thing, and we're gonna we're gonna piss all over it in some way, even when we love it. And they blame NXT Creative all over the place for the fact that he's not a Steiner. When the simple reason he's not a Steiner is because Daddy didn't sign a Legends deal. He'd right. be the NXT champion right now if Daddy signed a Legends deal, like. But he doesn't need it. Like the NXT Championship, yeah, Dad, Daddy's happy. Yeah, so let him be. And apparently, he was going to be there and change his mind at the last minute. And there's talk that maybe he changed his mind when he found out Braun wasn't going to win. Because why should I be there if my son's not going to win? You know, whatever. And and right. he'll save it for when Braun eventually wins. Because I do think Braun eventually wins. Like that's just going to happen, in my opinion. But that's again like NXT had the opportunity to reset because they don't need the, the original NXT populated eighty percent of the current talent on the roster, and and you don't need to do it with with the current crop of NXT. NXT could start over and build for five years from now because they're good for five years. Seth Rollins' deal is up in like a year and a half to two years, and he says maybe I'll stop at that point. He ain't gonna stop. At that point, yeah. he'll sign one more deal, and it'll be for big money. And that's the other thing. Everyone's like, would they maybe save a million dollars, two million? Oh, look, John Morrison's probably making half a million right there, just, just on his own. Okay, right. and and most of the main roster talent makes you know two hundred fifty grand or more. So you're looking at more than that. But Kevin Owens, when his deal is up. Everyone's like, he'll just walk away and go to, to AEW because the money doesn't matter. First of all, the money matters. Like, he cares about his family so much and he has to deal right. with the Canadian exchange rate and all that stuff. He's making one and a half to two million dollars a year right now. They're probably going to turn around and offer him three. Tony Khan's not going to offer him three because if Tony Khan offers him three, that's going to piss off a lot of people on the roster in AEW right now. And and they're going to want to renegotiate their deals. Or when their deals are up, which is going to be a year from now, is when the first deals in AEW start coming up, that's going to be a thing for, for them and, and where they want to go. And that's the other reason why WWE can do this because they know, and that's what we talked about this on an earlier Hashtag Miranda show with the change to NXT 2.0. Part of the reason they don't need to sign indie talent is because they know in the next two years, indie talent's going to become available because they're currently under contract to All Elite Wrestling. And while everyone loves AEW, 
they can't use everybody well. They've proven that people will take a shot in WWE. Like the next two to three years are going to get real interesting and really fun for a lot of fans. And remember when Nitro blew up, everybody loved Nitro. Oh, yeah, yeah. But it wasn't long um, before everybody started loving Raw again. Yeah. So it's going to happen. But, Greg, I, I do have to step in because by by Tony's own words, like, you know, he only signs lifers. Um, when, when you sign a contract, like, you're going to – I can't – he can't promise he's going to re-sign everyone. But when you sign a contract with AEW – you're going to see it all the way through. So, by the way, they did that at WCW too. Like 90-some people sat around and didn't even work Saturday night tapings. So, Which like, is basically what Dark is. It's literally in the same right. building right. that Dark was at. So, I don't know if it's the same soundstage at Universal Studios, but it's at Universal Studios. Like, right. It's just... That was such a naive take. He's, like, he's, he's such a naive, naive take by him. Because he and, literally... Well, got into the business at the highest level possible because of the money. Right. But, and that's the thing, the thing that drives me nuts is for him to say something like this about like contracted people and then to know the shit company that made all the money that he has, like go look up Flexgate. Like, Oh yeah. It's, it's not exactly a bastion for the working person. Um, so, and when push comes to show, Jacksonville Jaguars are run. Right. It's somebody, going to somebody, somebody is going to ask to be let out of their contract at some point. It's somebody already is going to be re- yeah. Somebody's gonna be somebody's gonna be released out of their contract early. You That's know, already happened against too. their will. Like so he's already making a promise that he can't keep, and it's just gonna burn him. Oh yeah. By somebody. Which it's like, crazy that it hasn't already. You know why? Because the people that have asked to be released from their contract and the people that he's released early, they're all women. Yeah. And nobody's talking about it because it's Tony Khan and they love Tony Khan. And so we're not going to talk about how bad Tony Khan is, but eventually they will. They turn on Eric Bischoff. Right. They'll turn on Tony Khan and, and the world of wrestling will, will, will be better for it in the long run because this is just what happens. Um, I want to go back to a couple of different things, a couple of different takes. And, and this is really, we get into the human side of things. Okay. Taya Valkyrie just destroys the company on social media. Not when they release her, but when they release her husband. So they don't care about anybody, they don't do whatever. And I realized something when I thought about this. Taya Valkyrie, 40 years old or 38 or whatever, and she hated mentioning her age, but now she's comfortable with it and good for her, she should be. I think what happened two weeks ago is the first time she's ever been released by a company. The first time she's ever been laid off. The first time she's ever... Usually she's seen her contract through. That's what happened in Impact. That's what, you know, wherever. I think this is the first time she's actually been let go. And and for her husband, it's not. She's the one talking all the trash, not John Morrison. Because Johnny Nitro Morrison Mundo has been there before and understands and, and gets it. And I also listen to everybody out there who's making all the comments about how horrible it is and how can you do this, especially around the holidays or whatever. And I realized something over the past few days that every, you know, changes people's perspectives or whatever. I've been laid off four times in my life. Four times in the last, what, five years, right? Well, six years. The first time was in, uh, well, actually, no, that's not even true because the first time was in uh, 2011. So 10 years. And then it didn't happen again for, for a lot of years. But it's, 
And I remember I get laid off in 2011 and then I start working at a new organization a few months later. And the third week there, they pull everybody into room and they say later this week, there's going to be layoffs, which I don't recommend doing if you're in an organization. You don't tell people there's going to be layoffs three days before they're going to happen because all hell breaks loose, right? Thank you, productivity. And I remember it's, it's like I sat down on my desk and started working and there's all this crazy havoc around me, but I just started working because I had just gone through it and realized it's going to be okay. And then, right. and I've been laid off three more times since then. And here I am doing just fine. Right. And talk, everybody's complaining about being laid off. Okay. My last layoff was on like January 4th. So after I'd moved into a new house, after the holidays, after I'd been diagnosed with leukemia. So here's like, like talk about, and, and people at the place I worked and especially the ones that didn't get laid off were, were freaking out. And I was just like, it's okay. Like, it's all about perspective. And I realize I'm sure a lot of the people who are complaining on Twitter, a lot of people, whatever, have just never been laid off before. And you sure. realize eventually when it happens to you enough, it is just business. It is just budget right. cuts. Now, the last two times, one was because the company was just gone, didn't wasn't right. exist anymore. And the other one was because the company got bought and the company that bought us was like, we don't need your management. We have our own. And so all of us managers right. clean house gone. It's, like that's, that, that, that's that's the equivalent of like a new football coach being called, you know, hired, and yeah, you're gonna the old staff is done. Bill Parcells, like, fire everyone and change the carpet. Like that's what he used to say when right. you had to fix an organization or whatever. They and they really only wanted us for the technology anyway. But it's right. and so people's viewpoints are very skewed in this direction that I think can hurt. You know, just, just just that viewpoint, but I, they just don't have that life experience to pull from, and right. and and or when they did have those things happen, they played the victim card versus playing the I'm going to fall forward, I'm going to fall up card, right? I'm I'm going to you know use this as an opportunity to make myself better, and I think that's where I see some of this perspective, and it's like, dude, that's just a part of life, man. Like right. it is, like 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 companies it's so funny they're like wb doesn't care about their talent WB doesn't care about this whatever for 99 percent of you listening to this if you if something bad were to happen to you and you couldn't work anymore say you got an illness that was going to take you out for months or whatever you'd be replaced before you got healthy again like that's just the way it is right if 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 i passed away they'd probably have my replacement in place before the funeral. Like, it's just the way it is, right? And I know it sounds morbid and whatever, and it's just dumb, especially when when you're a person who has leukemia. You shouldn't say that kind of shit. I get it. But right, right. that's just the way it is. And and you can either sit here and complain on social media about it, or you just go out there and live your damn life and do something. And some of these people will, and some of these people have. And, and it's great. And, and I love some of the things that they've done, but it's just, they just don't understand and it's just a very, very interesting perspective. Um, talk a little bit. I'm going to pull up an article that, that I saw and found was really interesting. But what do you think about that? Just just the, the, the intersection between real life and pro wrestling. Well, this and, and to me, it, it was interesting hearing you talk about just the way that then just colors – further colors everything that the W and that, and that's the thing that I, there seems to be this, like this pervasive belief person taking joy, making all these decisions, get, you know, cutting people's jobs, 
that's not true. Nobody likes firing anybody. No. Like there's I've never I've never encountered in all of my time in all the different places I've worked. I've never had somebody who's been like, "Yes. Let me ask 20. Let me tell eight people they've been released from their contract all the best." You know, you know they they make light of it in the WWE. You know, the John Laurinaitis thing, like I get it. But what I've seen happen now, and it's always been this this gripe, or there's always been this subsection of people who are just going to gripe to gripe, but it's turned into this, like, everything the WWE does in a show, and I don't want to spoil too much of it, but like Survivor Series, for example, any sponsorship that showed up, suddenly, well, it's so typical, WWE, horrible corporation, just plugging their sponsors, they don't care about the wrestling, but like, you you suddenly then create this idea and this narrative within your own head that this is just everything that the company is. And there's some element to a, a multi-billion dollar conglomerate uh, that's true, that they're, that it's corporate, absolutely. That, I mean, dudes were literally tossing pizza into an audience yesterday. You know, like we were chasing a golden egg from a movie sponsor yesterday and the day before. So, yeah, that's true. And it's also true that this place isn't this, like, horrible, evil empire that's bent on sucking the soul out of the people that works for it and and doesn't care about you, the audience. Because if they didn't care about you, the audience, one, they wouldn't try to please you. And, and two, you wouldn't keep coming back begging for them to please you. So, I just I, that's the thing that I'm, I'm frustrated with more than anything out of this when you talk about reactions and just the way people have made up their mind for for whatever reason that this is just how it always is and will be yeah it's 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 just like when they watch a wrestling event when someone right. sits down and, and it gets it's why and i've heard this criticism actually fair enough of AEW fans that they every AEW pay-per-view is the best event they've ever seen Oh, and the reason that happens, and, and I hear your reaction to that, but but to be fair to these people, the reason it happens is because it's the greatest pay-per-view that they've ever seen before it even starts. Mm-hmm. If you sit down to watch Raw and you think it's going to suck, it's going to suck. And if you sit down to watch AEW Full Gear and you think it's going to be amazing, it's going to be amazing. Because you find what you're looking for. It's just in life in general. If you think a relationship's going to be horrible, guess what? It's going to be horrible. If you think it's going to be amazing and you force it to be amazing, you're going to think it's amazing even when it's not. If you just go into something with an open mind, then you can actually see it for what it is. And no one does that anymore because it's all about – remember when we were in school, especially in science and and something that that I hated. It's all about writing proofs, right? Come up with a hypothesis. Then you either prove it right or prove it wrong. That's all wrestling fandom is nowadays. They come up with a hypothesis, then they prove it right or they prove it wrong. Same with releases, same with the quality of an event that people are watching. And that's what, right. what this is. And, and that's why even with wrestling news, I always take the, the approach. When I hear something, I take a second, I sit back and I say, what else could this be? And that's the same thing with the releases. When everyone says budget cuts are bullshit, I say, what else could this be? And it's the fact that, no, it is budget cuts. That's why they're so profitable. Like and and look, there might be more. Who knows? I mean, yeah, there's there's gonna be more. What are you talking about? We yeah. we we know there will be more. There's always more because this is the other thing, and we've talked about like the cycle's just sped up right now. Yeah, the uh, frequency is kind of alarming, it. right? Right. 
and, and that's and, and you talk about it because there is a glut of talent. Uh, and, and who cares? Like how how that talent got there? Uh, whether you think it's that the WWE for some reason panic contracts people, which I don't think was true. Um, whether it was you know contrasting philosophies, getting the talent that they wanted for for their company, which I think could be true, right? Or just taking chances on folks, seeing some potential, wanting to give them their shot, and then being like, "Well, there's no loss." Um, they, you know, when, when you move on, they because this purge is kind of just happening every few weeks right now. It feels like that's the other thing that that I do think wears on everyone. Like, yeah. it's just tough. More, more are coming. We know more are coming. More will come after the new year. More will come after WrestleMania. Because that's also, I mean, at this point, there's no season now. I think that's the other thing is that yeah. there's still the narrative that you, that the WWE only does major releases right after WrestleMania. That ain't true anymore. No, actually, not anymore. Hasn't, been true for a, hasn't been true for a couple of years, actually. Like, if you really look at it, like, it hasn't been true for a couple of years. They've been releasing people throughout quite a bit um, over the last couple of years. So you, people got to change their mindset as to what they think is the normal because it's not normal anymore. No, you're exactly right. It, it isn't normal anymore. And, and it's just, there is no normal. Remember, I, I used to hate the phrase, the new normal with, with COVID because I wanted everything to go back the way it was going to be. And I was wrong. There, there was a new normal. It, it's where we're living in now. It's just the way it is. But with these releases and with everything else, like it's just part of the nature of the business right now. I will say this to give credit where credit is due. If the company was releasing people like this, instead of just in the last two years, if they were doing the last 15 years, Sheamus's Hall of Fame career never would have happened. Because he probably would have gotten released before he ever got started. Right? Right. Who knows? Like, like I'm trying to even think of of some of the some of the names. Like, does the new day ever make it to the levels they're at? Before one of them no, is released, before they're this huge selling merchandise. Z- and Xavier else. Woods is is the easiest example of that. Like yeah. early in his time with the WWE, True. like when he was kind of toiling before he sort of found his niche and was given the license to mm-hmm. do what he does with video gaming and Twitch streams and and all that, which you know again worked out through the company. Right. Uh, like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I remember being happy for him when he was signed and then kind of just kept waiting for his name to be one of the ones that would show yeah. up in those purges. And then he became, and, and when he was signed and, and no one was excited for that. No one was like, yes, right. here he is. And now they, he's beloved. Like it just happens again, Roman Reigns, people hate him forever. Now they love him. It's just, you, you just never know. Right. Seamus, like people hated right. Seamus. We did entire podcasts on the fact that Sheamus was the shining example of everybody want. I want something new. I want something new. I want something new. Oh wait, not that something new. I wanted this something. Right, right, right. You didn't exactly. want something Absolutely. new. You just wanted what you wanted, and eventually you got it in in Daniel Bryan Danielson. But it's yeah, it, people are just going to be finicky and whatever. And again, WWE that machine's going to roll. And one of the last things that I, I do want to say. Yeah. Uh, about some of the talent that wasn't cut uh, that you may be complaining about why they weren't cut over X, Y, and Z person. Look at their value to the company outside of what you see in the ring. Titus O'Neil. 
Perfect example. Value outside of the ring. Xavier Woods, who we just talked about. Value outside of the ring. Titus ain't wrestling. He wrestles like twice a year. Right. But what's he do? Every kind of appearance possible. He's he's a man of the year. Every kind. like Father of the year, man of the year, everything. He is, and he is front and center uh, on, you know, just WWE promos about look how great our company It wouldn't shock me if we knew the details of his contract and he wasn't actually contracted as a wrestler. Right. It wouldn't surprise, like, me, it wouldn't at surprise all. me at all. If he was so, some other kind of employee at this point, like, an, you know, so whatever, but he's amazing and he does amazing things for them. Blocks me on Twitter. And I don't know why, but because, because I've done nothing but love, but for Titus O'Neill, you, you're exactly right. You made, you, you made a Biss man once and. Ever since then. And that was before Abyss was even with the company. But right. I, it's just. Word like, got around. What's that? Word got around word probably. Got around. That, that's something that I've learned. Um, word does get around. But yeah, it's 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 just silly. And, and again, it's, it's just the nature of the business and the nature of the beast. And again, the people they've kept are proven commodities. And the people they've released could be proven commodities. They're just not yet, and the WWE doesn't need to wait to see if it happens. When they have other people they can wait on that are further, that are not as far along in their development. And so when those, when when people currently in NXT are ready to become at the hit row level, there's going to be more room for them to do that on the main roster. Now, it's crazy because hit row was literally developed in 2021 and killed off in 2021. Right. So... And hopefully, whoever signs Hit Row signs them all. Like, because cause that's the thing. WWE just, just figure out a new name for them. Because WWE basically gave them this whole thing. And they're all legitimately, you know, they can legitimately record song. Like, they record their own stuff. Sign all four of them, actually. Like, like even B-Fab. Just don't right. expect her to wrestle. Because she sucks at the wrestling. But she's great at the other stuff. So, if, if I'm a company... In I mean, 90 days. Hit Row will be all elite. Probably. And that would suck because where, how they fit, and and who knows. Like, look, I'll say it right now. When his deal is up in the next couple of months, Kyle O'Reilly is gone. He's going to wow. AEW. Why? Because, look, I mean, the booking is obvious. Adam Cole is now teeming huh. with Bobby Fish. Right, right, right. They've already sowed the seeds of dissension within the, the, the super click within the elite because Kenny Omega is going out now because of his injuries and, and, and he did that whole title run hurt and which is a credit to, to him and, and, and his guts but they're going to basically redo the Undisputed Era in AEW without Roderick Strong until his deal's up probably but Kyle O'Reilly and the thing is because of the way NXT did it at the time they all keep their names they'll just have to right. rename the faction that's all Yep. But it's, it's, and I don't blame them. Like, that's my favorite faction of all time at this point. I'd reform them too if I could. And, and the only thing it's going to do to me is get frustrated with, with how they're booked. So, anyway, we've talked about this long enough. We are going to go to a, another commercial break and come back and talk about something totally different. This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out thechairshot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore. 
everything pro wrestling. Make sure you check it out, thechairshot.com. So we're going to talk about Survivor Series here, and I didn't realize how far into the show we already are. Um, so I'm going to cut to the chase on my opinion of Survivor Series, and I got a few questions for you as well. But simply put, everybody's got to need to let go of what they think Survivor Series is. They just got to let it go. Because people loved the original format of Survivor Series. Yeah, it was really cool in the 80s. In the early 90s when we had these teams of five and then eventually teams of four, you know, teams of five strive to survive and then teams of four settle the score or whatever the hell you want to call it, right? And then eventually we had all the team matches and then one world title match. And, and then, you know, and then, and then sometimes the format was blown up and now it's back or whatever. I'll be honest with you. I don't mind the current format of Survivor Series. And I know, look, does it, do I think it's a little dumb because of when the draft happens? Sure. But my opinion of the draft and my opinion of Survivor Series are completely unrelated to each other. I think the draft is overdone. And they need to go back to the draft when they did it every week for a month. And you just had one major move each week. And they felt special. Versus you do this whole big draft and half people move and half people don't. And it's just the same as two years ago because that's what's going to happen when you move half people and don't move the other half people. And, and the brand supremacy doesn't matter. But... For the past several years, the actual Survivor Series event itself from beginning to end has been really good. Biggie and Roman Reigns, fantastic. The Usos and RK Bro, fantastic. Even though it ended in a DQ, Damian Priest and Shinsuke Nakamura was really good. Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair was, again, fantastic. Like, even the elimination matches, despite the countouts, which have been part of Survivor Series since its inception... This was a good card. My, it was a good my show. Favorite, my favorite Survivor Series match of all time is the one where Rick Martel walks out on on the team when they start losing in the main event against uh, the Ultimate Warrior Hulk Hogan and yeah. Joe Santana. Uh, that was, what, like 90, 90 or something? 90, like 91, yeah, something like that. Um, here's the other thing. People seem to think that like the big four, like the creation of the big four pay-per-views back in the day was this like great brainchild to split the year up and tend to forget that Survivor Series was created to counter-program Starcade yeah. because Starcade went pay-per-view and the WWE didn't like the cable companies doing that. So they forced the cable companies to choose. Yeah. And so they were like, here's this pay-per-view that we're just going to call Survivor Series and they put together a format to gimmick the show because you gimmick shows back in the 80s right. and early 90s there it is so i'm with you on that part like totally like that pay-per-view kind of meant things but not really yeah it only meant things when you broke the format like when you had when the deadly they wanted game it to mean like things? they had they've had two different world title tournaments during survivor series right both of them with screwy portions to them they've had you know, the Montreal Screwjob part of Survivor Series, the Undertaker beating Hogan leading Tuesday in Texas against Survivor Series. None of people's greatest memories of Survivor Series have anything to do with Survivor Series matches. But no, yet, not at all. That's what they well, except about. for the one that I just, you know, yes. But that's not most people's major memory of Survivor. That's no, Patrick O'Dowd's major it's, memory it's, of Survivor Series. How, how Patrick O'Dowd is that, by the way? Of course it um, is. For a Survivor Series of course moment. It is. 
Uh, but yeah, it's, it's just, just another, it's just another pay per view in the schedule, man. It's still one of the big five, and it's sure. been the big five for. I've been okay. Again, I'm gonna toot my own horn, but like back when we were writing on message boards, I said money in the bank needed to be its own pay-per-view because it was that beloved of a concept and people loved it as part of WrestleMania, yes. But I was like, this is good enough to be its own pay-per-view. It's going to be in a football stadium next year. Every one of the big five is going to be in a football stadium except for Survivor Series next year. And and even, even if you don't like the whole battle for brand supremacy, and we were cool when it was called bragging rights, Right. Because it wasn't one of the major pay-per-views. And back in the day when the brand split first happened, my suggestion was just to let Raw have Survivor Series because it was a bigger roster because it was a three-hour show and and make it a brand-specific pay-per-view. I don't feel that way because the champion versus champion matches this time around, outside of Becky and Charlotte, which had its own reasons for it to be loved by people, they were all fresh matchups. Yep. They were all entertaining. Like RK-Bro, again, I like, hey. think they're all good. And Big E... I- I thought Big E should have won because Roman could take the loss, right. but I also thought it would have been because Brock interfered. Big E still comes out looking like a million bucks. Like Big E's a freaking I, star. Like like he's been made. I, I think I think people would have hated it, but I legit wanted uh, a no contest out of that out of those two. I didn't want either one of them to actually like. And and I'll actually use a Jim Ross thing, like where the L doesn't matter. Like the L doesn't matter in the long run, right. especially with the way Biggie lost and, and the resilience, and that it really took everything in Roman's repertoire to put him down. And even then, you know, Biggie walked into a spear. Right. So, so it, it was a good loss regardless. But it was one of the few times where I'm watching a pay per view and been like, "Man, I'd be okay if neither guy won this match." Yeah, like somehow it stalemates to the point where we walk away now. People, it would have been shit on. It would have been shit on by a, by a lot. But I think that that would have, if you weren't going to have Brock come in and run interference, or you weren't going to do something to kind of screw with the ending, having it be like a Rocky Three freeze frame ending would have been okay for me. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. Um, but, and I'm fine with Roman winning because it's Roman. Like, he's literally right, like sure. the closest thing they're going to have to Bruno or Brock's run before like it's just that's just the way it is um but uh, it, it really goes back to what i was talking about earlier with watching raw versus watching full gear people decided they hated survivor series before it happened and and it immediately got reinforced by a skit yes like yes, that that i want to hate something got immediately reinforced by a skit and you you really ran this you know broke this down pretty good on on the social media uh, of creating unrealistic expectations when you knew the answer to the question. Like the yes. number of people who acted shocked that The Rock wasn't showing up from wherever the fuck he was um, cracks me up. And then the argument is, well, he couldn't take the time to film something. He didn't need to. It was a sponsorship crossover. Yeah, it had absolutely nothing to do with 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 the rock appearing like that whole thing was born out of 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 them wanting to produce this movie like they didn't intend to celebrate 25 years of the rock they intended to promote right. a movie right and again that's why it's where people just just hurt themselves because of their expectations that they set and and it's just you know be smarter 
is what I really want to tell everybody. Like, be smart. The dude was like out of the country. Right. Like, like, like he, he wasn't, was never he booked. Wasn't even close to and, and people talked about, you know, that he could have appeared via, vi- via video or whatever. But remember, The Rock appearing via the feud with John Cena. You know, that right. was a big old joke during the feud with John Cena. And now everybody wishes he had appeared via satellite. Again, stupid ass wrestling fans, but whatever. It oh, is what you. it is. Uh, all I will tell you with Survivor Series, and this is kind of the point I wanted to get to. Don't overthink it. It's November. It's Thanksgiving. It's leading to Christmas. It's a time of the year where, honestly, I don't think we're thinking as much about wrestling as we need to, or as 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 we, we're thinking about wrestling too much. Think about spending time with your family. Think about wrapping up the year. Like, just enjoy it. Just watch it without these expectations. Watch it with. I, I know what I'm saying is stupid. I just know because it's not going to happen. Like, I'm just a talking head at this point. True. No one's going to listen to what I'm saying even though I am right. So I'm going to save myself the, the pain of continuing to say something that is never going to happen, and instead we're going to talk about something a little more fun. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. The clock is ticking, and we're in the clear. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out of here. So one of the elements, the, the majorly talked about elements of this past edition of Monday Night Raw was the the drunken fan who did it for the bloodline, and he actually posted that on social media, who attacked Seth Rollins during Raw. Not part of the show. And and there's a lot of reaction to, to what happened. And, and Seth Rollins, and God love him for staying in character. I mean, my goodness. And I love the shot where Becky Lynch is like peeking out the, the, the little doorway on the uh-huh. Raw stage. Like, that's amazing, too. And, 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 and I think it was handled very well, but I want to talk about the handling of it, but I want to talk about that in the framework of the tweet, Patrick O'Dowd. And I see you looking down. I'm hoping you're looking for the tweet and I hope you have it. Go ahead and, and tell us who it's from. Tell what's your name, where you're from. Tell us who it's from and what they said. So at Mex Warrior, you know him as Chavo Guerrero Jr. Tweeted 23 hours ago. Remember when the wrestlers were tougher than the fans? Question mark. Ah, the good old days with a shrug emoji. And ah, the good old what, days. Well, and I messaged you when I said this to you, and I was like, I don't know why this take pissed me off, but it did. I've thought about it since, and now I know. Oh, why it should. It absolutely yeah, should piss you off. So you thought about it since. What what conclusion did you come to? Why the fuck would one? talent beat the shit out of somebody on national television for all the world to see Two, um you don't know what's going on with that guy he basically front face locked him until everyone else could get there and take care of it the security the people that are paid to to look after the workers and three this isn't 1982 and fucking dick the bruiser ain't running around beating the shit out of people who get out of what get in the way like what are you talking about three words Three words that everyone seems to forget at the most opportune times. Publicly traded company. Okay. This okay. isn't an indie, all right, where, where you know, shit can go down like crazy. This isn't, you know, 20 years ago where things can go down like crazy. There's a protocol for this kind of stuff. Now, everything in WWE is a protocol. There's a protocol for injuries. Watch closely, okay, when there's a dive to the floor. 
Look at the hands. See what the hands are doing. Because the hands are communicating with people, whether or not somebody's okay and somebody's not okay. Look at the hands is, is what I will tell you. Look at the side. There's a little thing on the side where they push a button to indicate different things. Look when the gloves come on, like, like there's protocol. For I guarantee you, we what we saw on Monday night was a protocol, okay? Seth held still, okay. and the referees are part of the protocol. Like, like no one – like, being a referee in WWE is probably the most important job in the company. Like, oh, my goodness, right. you're responsible for so much. Watch TakeOver um, – NXT TakeOver Our Evolution because literally – um, like, like you can see when Finn Balor and, and Hideo Tommy are celebrating, you can see the referee on the floor telling him, get up on the ropes for the camera shot. Like you see it and, and you see what the referee is doing there. It's, and, and again, watch when Toxic Attraction wins a women's ladder match at Halloween Havoc. JC Jane literally tells Gigi Dolan, hold your title up for the camera. Like it's just, it's protocol. And then the agents got involved and security got involved. Like, it's all protocol. If Seth Rollins had beaten the crap out of somebody, he's going against protocol. Like, he did what he's supposed to do. It has nothing to do with being tougher than the fans. If you really think Seth Rollins isn't tougher than the fan, he neutralized him so everything else could take place. The guy got a 40-yard running start. Of course he could tackle Seth Rollins. Even though he's a foot shorter than Seth Rollins, he weighs the same. It probably weighs more than Seth Rollins. It was like getting hit by a bowling ball. I'm just saying that that bowling ball was probably out of gas because, because I'm not. I, he didn't look like he did a lot of cardio. No, um, no, he's no. not. He's not. A, he's not a CrossFit warrior. No, no, uh, CrossFit Jesus like, like your boy Rollins is. Not at all. And, yeah, I just to to see somebody to see somebody to see a wrestler. Somebody who's actually, you know, knows that risk and has actually worked for the WWE in a different time, sure. Yes. But to to say something like that, it's just such a fucking stupid. Oh, yes, yeah, it is. Like I said, arrogant, old school, and it just, like, tasted bad. And the funny thing was, then it got me in this, like, Chavo Guerrero wormhole, and I'm, like, sending you shit from, like, four years ago that I thought was current because people were reposting right. it. And, ragging on scott norton and i'm like what like you want to talk about a dude i would never cross that's got ever scott norton him and haku show up i'm not i'm going the other way because because we know that like those are legitimate badasses and if you don't think that wrestlers you know if you're going to sit there and try to intimate that seth rollins can't take care of himself because he protected himself and the company protected him with the swarm of people that took care of that. This is like, it's like ants on a crust of bread. And just he followed protocol. All of right. He followed protocol. I just, Chavo Guerrero is a shining example of someone who the business end of the business has passed them by. Right. Like it just had like, like he just doesn't get it the way it needs to be done nowadays. And and that's and, and if this happened at AEW and somebody beat the crap out of the fan, like they could talk their way out of it because they have that that buy-in or whatever. But again, WWE never could. Like, what if Rollins beats the crap out of this guy and we find out the guy's like special needs? Oh yeah, totally. He'd be vilified for it. And right. and and he didn't know. He would have no way of knowing. He handled it the best way possible. Everybody did. They probably do like fire drill versions of this sure. at certain points of the year. 
probably more likely somebody hopping a rail to get into the ring, but yeah. Yeah, like, like this time it happened the aisle way. And, and that, here, that dude and like, came around the corner, like down the ramp. Apparently somebody else hopped the rail after Survivor Series, and there were fights in the stands. Like, like this was like a whole weekend of stuff like this happening for WWE. Uh, so Never change, Brooklyn. It is what it is, right? It, it, good on them. Good on them. So again, Chavo Guerrero, I hate the phrase really bad take because whatever, but just really outdated, and you're proving that you're out of touch with the way things are today. And you're one of those who just pines for the old days. And and again, as a 44-year-old man who puts on wrestling events, like I see people pining for the old days all the time. You have to live in today if you want to be successful in today. Right. That's just the way it is. Right? That's just the way it is. So again, that is going to do it for this week's edition of the Greg DeMarco Show. Head on down to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. Pick up one of those chair shot t-shirts. Follow along at ChairShot Media. Visit TheChairShot.com for all your podcasting needs, all your wrestling needs, all your entertainment needs. It's sports, it's entertainment, and it's sports entertainment all found on over at TheChairShot.com. You can follow me at ChairShotGreg. You can follow Patrick O'Dowd at Wrestling Real. It's W-R-E-S-T-L-N-G-R-E-A-L-I-S-T. Look, man, we, 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 we went longer than I expected us to go with only being two of us today, but... I think it was a lot of fun. Wow. I think talk about seems some like good old stuff. times, right? It's this no is how it used to be. It's no, it's no four hour tomorrow. No, so it'll no, never. There was no, there was no intermission. It'll never. I know, right? No, no sting music. I no, could no not Edgar live. Or, could not live in those no, days ever the again. The Edge medley. Anyway, Bring back the Edge medley. No, I, I, edge I need medley. to find it. I need to find that so I can play it again. Fact, I'm, I'm going to tweet that right now. Hashtag Edge Medley. There you go. Nobody else. Nobody's. Nobody's going to know what it is. I'm going to tag you in it because nobody else is going to know. But all right. Well, anyway, tune in next week. The gang will be all back here and we'll have a lot of fun. But until then, I want you to remember two things. Number one, the Montreal screw job was a work. And number two, always use your head. Chairshot.com. Always use your head. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.